Good morning, people of God. Oh, thank you. Amen. What a beautiful morning the Lord has given us. Amen. Amen. Uh, so glad you are all here with us. And for those of you joining us online as well, uh, let's just soak this day in. Hopefully you received a communion kit on your way in. If you didn't, let us know. Or those of you at home, I invite you to grab some bread and some wine or grape juice following our sermon time today. A um, couple announcements. So first off, after our second service today, we have, uh, gosh, probably about 20 folks heading over to Bible camp this week. So Pastor Kelsey and I will be hanging out with a bunch of kids, rage, uh, age ranges uh, of, what, seven years old to 12, 13, and uh, it's going to be great. We actually have uh, one of the largest groups from any one church in the state of Michigan this year, so that's fun! Yes! So we'll be having a, a time of blessing at our second service with all the kids coming up front. Next Sunday, July 24th, I can't believe it's coming already, well, we will be doing our meal packing event for Kids Against Hunger. Uh, again, that is an organization that uh, we provide, uh, they provide all the ingredients, but it, it's a, a, a one-stop shop kind of deal. It's a rice meal with uh, dehydrated vegetables and minerals and vitamins all put into a bag. We put everything into the bag, seal them, and make 10,000 of them to give to uh, you know people who are obviously dealing with homelessness or natural disasters uh, for, across, the sta- uh, across the nation. In fact, one of the groups that we're partnering with, uh, they send food over to uh, Ukraine. And so that's even, you know, more important right now. So... Uh, we are at, uh, to this day, we've raised 2000 of our $3,000 goal. So if you uh, still have your donation envelope at home or in your pocket or you want to grab one on the pillar before you leave today, uh, we need that in by next Sunday. VBS is happening in two weeks, which again, I can't believe is already happening. So uh, please be sure to get your kids, your grandkids, your neighbor's kids, whoever signed up to come and participate with us. And if you have some free time, Adults are always welcome to come and hang out with our kids and be a great blessing. Pastor Kelsey and friends are putting on a fall women's retreat, October 21st through the 23rd. If you're interested, you can check the back of your yellow slip if you're here, or uh, just heads up for the constant contact information that comes out in our, our weekly emails. It'll also be on our website, koklc.org. Finally, uh, I'm excited to share that uh, we'll be celebrating Brooke Kupke's first communion today at the 11 o'clock service, which is always fun to, uh, you know, have those celebrations throughout the year as well. But before I am done, I want to invite Lisa, our Director of Small Group Ministries, to come up and share another announcement with us. Good morning. Is this working? Great. Um, Speaking of VBS... We are looking for um, some people with uh, pickup trucks that might be able to help get some of the equipment from the other church here. That would be on Friday around noon. Um, see Mike Bovey or sign up. Uh, Pastor Kelsey has all the sign-ups in the back, so there's a lot of places where people can help. Um, I also wanted to make the quick announcement that the truck, I believe it's St. Vincent Hall, is here till 1 o'clock. So if people forgot to bring something and went, oh, man, I just saw the truck, 
please um, know that it's here till one o'clock. Now for my announcement. Do you like to read? We are having a book club. Now, we're calling it book club because we're not very creative, and that's kind of what we came up with. But we've decided to make it once every other month, one time in person, one time Zoom. This is not a book study. This is, we're reading this book, and after I'm done reading a book, I quite often say, oh, I want to talk to somebody about this. And so, a book club. So the first one will be in September. Again, one Monday is in person, one Monday is Zoom. You, you don't come to both, unless you really want to discuss that book a lot. Um, so pick one. And that will be, the dates will be coming out on Wednesday's Constant Comment, so please look for that, or see me or call me. And then the next one will be in November. So we're going to do it every other month. Then the next one will be January. Always looking for suggestions of book titles, so very open to that. But we thought this might be an easier commitment. So in Wednesday's Constant Comment, when it says, Book Club, coming soon, that's this announcement. Give me a call. We can sign you up, and I can send you links or give you any other information. The first book for September, because some people have told me that they can't always get it, is when thoughts and prayers are not enough. And I have the book out out in the lobby, so you're welcome to look through it. The second book in November is called The Book of Joy. So we're trying to get a wide variety of different kinds of books that people might want to read them and talk about them. If you have any questions, see me after service. Thanks. All right, with that said, let's get after it. I invite you to stand as you are able and let us pray. Eternal God, you draw near to us in Christ and you make yourself our guest. Amid the cares of our lives, make us attentive to your presence that we may treasure your word above all else. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, and all of God's people say, Amen. Please be seated. Well, sisters, brothers, dear ones, grace to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our gospel reading, we're going to jump right into it tonight, comes to us from the book of Luke, the 10th chapter, uh, more continuation of last week's reading, starting in verse 38. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the feet of the Lord and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and distracted by many things, but there is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken from her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Oh, so let me start with uh, a couple of things here. First off, 
not unlike last week's parable, I have never liked this story all that much, which I know it's awful for a pastor to say, but it's just the truth of it. It's it's one of these stories that, well, maybe, uh, on the second part of, of what I wanted to share is, maybe it's because I have misread this story uh, for uh, a long time. So as to the first part, here's the deal. For most of my life, I've assumed that the moral of this story is that Mary's attention to Jesus is better and more important than Mary's work to be hospitable. And that's always bugged me. Not only, and not only have I known a, a lot of folks, women and men, who feel this story throws their desire to be warm and welcoming and to be hospitable under the bus, but quite frankly, to be honest, I'm usually more of a Martha than I am a Mary. Given the choice over sitting and contemplating or listening versus getting up, doing something, getting my hands dirty and being active, nine times out of ten, I'm going to be like Martha. I want something to do. But after reading and rereading the story this week, I'm thinking that when Jesus says that Mary has chosen the better part, this story isn't about favoring contemplation over action or, or learning over service or, or devotion over hospitality at all. Rather, it's about seeing what is possible. I'll just say that again. I feel like the story is about seeing what is possible. Martha's work, you see, was what was expected of her. Guests were coming, and so Martha gets busy making sure everyone has what they need. This was, and well, more often than we'd like to admit, still is the role that is expected of women. Right? You are to get your house ready for the guests. There are things to do. Pick up all the toys, sweep the floors, have everything all set for the guests to come. And not only was that expected of the women back then, but it was valued. You look at a lot of Luke's uh, uh, book, and time and time again, hospitality is something Luke values. So there's that as well. But what's not expected in this story was that Mary would take the position of a disciple. One seated at the feet of Jesus, listening to him teach. If hospitality was considered to be a woman's job, being a disciple sitting at the feet of a rabbi was what was expected of a man. That was a man's job. But Mary, however, takes her place as one worthy to sit at Jesus' feet to listen and learn right alongside the men. So maybe Jesus' admonition to Martha about the better part is not about the roles that each of them play, that Mary has chosen the right one and Mary the, or Martha the wrong one, but rather than the, uh, that Mary has seen the possibility of doing something different, of actually being someone different, a disciple of Jesus in a way few would have expected or allowed a woman to consider. I think it's, it's Mary's assumption that she's worthy to sit at Jesus' feet that he commends. I feel like that's when he turns to Martha and he's like, you know what, this isn't a, a, you know, kind of pulling her aside and saying, Martha, you're doing it all wrong. But instead, it's like Jesus saying, Martha, Martha, 
precisely because I love you and I want you neither to be distracted nor trapped by your work and by your role, but instead imagine that all things are possible for you. Just as Mary has done. I mean, I'm still wrestling with this reading, and so by no means do I have all the answers here. But I firmly believe this is less about lifting up one kind of service over another and more about stretching our imagination to what we see as viable options for our lives. But here Jesus is saying Mary's is better because she's allowing the Gospel to open her heart and her eyes. To dare to try something that maybe hasn't been acceptable in that society. To dare to believe that being with Jesus is more important than being right or staying in your, in your lane. So that begs a bunch of questions for me. I mean, I sat there looking at this. Okay, so then, so then what is it that we see? When we look around this world, do we see problems or do we see possibilities? What do you see when you, when you look in the mirror or when you look at others around you? Do you see potential? Or do you see what you are supposed to do or can't do? Whom do we see as worthy? At times even, do we truly see each other at all? Like last week's sermon of, of who do we see as neighbor, both the one that we help and the ones that help us. In other words, we are all the neighbor. All of this is where I, I find a way through these massive stories that we are struggling with, wrestling with, being overwhelmed with as a society. Things that we need to be wrestling with, not avoiding. Things like Black Lives Matters or, or the LGBTQIA community or, or gender equality or women's reproductive rights or gun violence or so many other major issues going on. These are not problems. These are possibilities. These are potential ways to live into our Gospel reading for today because I truly believe that every single one of these movements, of these uh, uh, massive things that we are dealing with as a society, they are pleas, requests, and demands to be seen. Every single one of them comes from a group of people desiring to be seen, to be treated with equality. Of course all lives matter, but how can they when there are some lives that don't? Or those who don't feel like they do, or those who don't feel like they are seen. Our culture is so concerned about drawing lines about who's in and who's out, who counts and who doesn't, who's worthy of respect and who's not. This story... <laughs> I feel like those people who would have been there to watch that, Martha would not have been the only one saying, hey, tell Mary to get out of that spot. She's supposed to be cooking and cleaning right now and preparing the supper for us, not sitting at your feet like, that's my spot. I 
Here's the deal. It's clear not only from Luke's Gospel, but from the entire New Testament that whenever you draw a line between who's in and who's out, Jesus will be on the other side. Reminding us that He died for them too. Reminding us that despite our feelings about them, God's love is for them as well. That's not always easy to hear because we like to think, well, God is just for me or for us. But it's a good reminder today that God is also for them. Dear ones, may we hear this story and hear Jesus' words to Martha not as a rebuke, but as an invitation. The invitation to, to see more in herself than she thought possible, and in turn to see possibilities all around her. And then in making this story your own as well, May you hear God inviting you to see more in yourself than you previously have and in turn to see others, all others, also as God's beloved children. Not designated for one thing or another, but that the world is open. All things are possible through Jesus Christ. We say that. Do we actually look for that? Can we dare to believe that if Jesus is for us, then the world needs to be way more open than we allow it to be, both in ourselves, and I'm preaching to the choir here, and in one another. I have to believe that the people first watching this story take place and those who first heard the story through the book of Luke were surprised at how expansive and inclusive Jesus' vision and love truly was. Everyone got to see firsthand Jesus approving of a woman being a disciple, of an outsider being included, of love and acceptance being more important than the way things have always been. And what I hear today is the invitation to dare to live that out as well. Let us pray. Loving God, open our eyes this week once again to see ourselves and those around us as worthy in Your eyes. May Your Spirit give us the ability to see and focus first on the possibilities that draw us closer together rather than the things that keep us apart. May we dare to believe You are calling each and every one of us to a new way to see ourselves and one another and give us a new perspective on what Your kingdom is truly all about. Give us the power and the willingness to see this world through new eyes today and to dare to share this with someone else that they too can see that there's something greater going on here. That the things that have been termed problems in our society are actually people who desire to be seen. Open our hearts to seeing one another through your eyes. We ask all this in your holy and precious name and all of God's people say, Amen. I invite you to stand as you are able for our prayers this morning. 
We're still going to have multiple prayers with each one ending. Lord, in Your mercy, please respond with hear our prayer. But again, instead of me saying each prayer, I'm going to give you the topic and you pray what's on your heart about that topic. And please know there's no right or wrong way to pray. Whatever's on your heart is on your heart. If you can't think of words, the Holy Spirit intercedes on your behalf and offers your prayers to God. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, we can't thank You enough for the gift of today. We thank You for Your Word, that it uh, might challenge us today to once again see the world around us differently, to see ourselves differently, to see the possibilities instead of problems, to see potential instead of failings. Lord, we lift up to You all these people and all these things that are on our hearts today. As we now pray for these many things, we pray for all of God's people. Lord, in Your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for creation and this nature You have given us. Lord, in Your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who are overlooked or oppressed. Lord, in Your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who are hurting this morning or those who are in need of healing. in your mercy hear our prayer we pray for ourselves and what's going on in our personal lives Lord in your mercy hear our prayer Since we have such great hope in Your promises, O God, we lift these and all of our prayers to You in confidence and in faith as we now pray the prayer Your Son taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. And for those of you at home, I invite you to take out your, uh, your bread and your wine or grape juice as we prepare ourselves to receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. I invite you to take the wafer out first. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and broke it. He gave thanks, blessed it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. 
the body of Christ given for you. Amen. And again, after supper, he took the cup, and he gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, and it's shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me, the blood of Christ shed for you. Amen. People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you always in God's grace. And all of God's people say, Amen. Finally, it's important that we ask for your financial support this morning. None of our ministries and the amazing work God does through King of Kings is possible without your help. Every little bit makes a profound difference in how we can uh, uh, affect and infect God's love into our community. May you receive this blessing. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of His hand. Amen. With that, people of God, may you go in peace and share the good news. Thanks be to God.